Hello, my name is Amanda Cunningham, and you are listening to the Bare Minimum Babe podcast. Uh, This is the anti-hustle podcast. This podcast is for you if you're feeling like garbage all the time, or maybe not even all the time, if you're just sometimes feeling guilty because maybe you want to take a walk for 15 minutes after lunch, but then you're like, I need to answer emails. So then you answer emails as you're walking. And so you're just as stressed as when you came back because you weren't actually enjoying the walk or, you know, you're trying to cram stuff into your lunch break and answer phone calls. And you just feel guilty for every time you're not feeling productive because you're constantly comparing yourself to so-and-so next door or your neighbor or like another person on Instagram, whoever that seems like they're always doing hustling. They're always hustling and never sleep and it all works out for them. I'm making hustle in air quotes, by the way. So if you're feeling like you have to compete with everyone else's hustle, I don't feel like you need to. I think a lot more people are burned out than will admit and will ever share with you. I know this because I talk to people and I tend to overshare. And so when I overshare, other people will actually like sometimes talk vulnerably and be like, yeah, real talk. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And they seem like they have it all together from the outside. And I wouldn't have known that had I not like word vomited all my feels and then be like, yeah, me girl, girl, me too. Um, and it's just tiring to feel guilty all the time and for or feeling like trash because you don't like feel productive or like you don't feel like you're going to live up or, you know, whatever. So that's essentially the podcast. And I just wanted to go more in depth on something I talked about in the first episode, which was um, I talked about how I had two ideas for a podcast and I had actually already recorded uh, and did all well, not all, I don't know what all would have been, but did a lot of work for recording and creating show notes and a template for, you know, show notes and started, I, I got like an Instagram handle and all this other stuff. I even got like a TikTok. I was reaching out to people for logos. I made my own logo. didn't like it. I spent, I don't know how many hours I didn't track them, but a lot, a decent amount, um, on a music related podcast before I got the idea for this podcast, Bare Minimum Babe, just from a random conversation with a friend during our weekly Monday meeting that we do every single Monday morning. I talked a little bit about the background of that, but I didn't necessarily go into how I kind of decided that I couldn't do both. I mean, I did a little bit, but it wasn't as much as I think could deserve its own episode. So I just wanted to quickly go into how I don't think multitasking is really a thing. I put, unless I'm reading from notes, I actually created notes this time. Unless you have a whole team, I don't think it's relevant, but even then it's not really multitasking. It's really just kind of uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the word, but it's really just giving other people the work. It's, it's dividing out. I am blanking on the word for the, what that is. I know there's a word for it. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking, but it's, it's not, you can't multitask. I mean, you can multitask in the sense of like, you can chew gum and walk at the same time and you can answer emails and, you know, watch a show at the same time, but you're not actually multi-focusing. You're kind of half focusing on some things and they don't really, they by themselves don't require that much thought. And so the little bit of thought that you're dividing isn't that much, but if you're trying to write, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Let's just use mine because I'm a musician. So like if I'm trying to practice guitar and respond to emails at the same time, that obviously isn't going to work because I'm using my hands to play guitar. Number one, number two, when I'm looking at, you know, the stuff, like when I'm reading, I'm not focusing on what I'm doing. I'm just kind of going into muscle memory. So my fingers are always just going to do what is natural, which is just going to be essentially muscle memory. And I'm not going to actually learn anything new. I'm just going to kind of go into rote practice, which isn't going to help me learn anything. Or, you know, for example, multitasking, like 
me going on a walk, like how I kind of said in the, the very beginning, if I go on a walk and I am answering emails or Instagram messages, whatever, to set up co-rates or literally whatever, I'm not focusing on the walk in like theoretically when I go on a walk, it's tip, it's usually like I'll usually do them if it's nice outside and um, I'm doing pretty good with my tasks for the day and it's nice and I just finished my lunch and I'm like, all right, cool, let's transition. So I'll go like a quick walk around the neighborhood for like 10, 15 minutes and the purpose of that is kind of put me into the mindset of like, okay, cool. We're going to start our day. Like we're going to start the second part of the day. Let's take this one little last breath of like, okay, to reset and kind of get your body, mind going, whatever. But if I'm like answering emails or checking Instagram or literally whatever, or even I found like sometimes listening to a podcast or an audio book or something like that, it still kind of distracts me because it's not giving me like that break time to kind of just like walk and kind of just listen to the birds and be like, Oh, that's a cute bird. Or like watch the Lee. I feel like very like beautiful mind where they're watching a plastic bag. It's not exactly that, but it gives me, you know, the space to kind of just have a break from like thinking essentially, which sounds stupid, but you can't be thinking all the time about like really in-depth stuff. Like you're going to get, your brain's going to get tired and then you're going to get that decision fatigue situation. So I tangented on that a little bit, but I just wanted to give that little backstory in the sense of like you can multitask, but it's not really multitasking in the way that you can, you're thinking about it. I think that kind of hustle culture talks about you kind of multi-focus. And I think I got that phrasing from essentialism. I don't honestly remember like you didn't realize from the first episode or wherever you saw me post or share or whatever, I'm like a cult member of that book. I think it's fantastic. It's called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And I actually mentioned it later in this episode. I have like show notes I'm reading from, like I said, but, um, I wanted to talk about the background of the two podcasts that I was talking about. So like I said, a little bit in the first, well, not a little bit, when I talked about in the first episode was that I had an idea for a podcast that was music related. And I had at that point, like I said, did a bunch of work for it. And they were seen, and then Bare Minimum Babe came from a random conversation. They were both seemingly great ideas, but I'm only one person and I'm only able to execute this, these ideas in between my regular life responsibilities of like being a human of like showering, eating bathroom, like having a child, a husband, paying bills, living my life just generally. And then being a full-time singer songwriter, going to gigs, creating music, practicing, whatever. I don't have the manpower, woman power slash energy to do two different podcasts. I do. I lied. But doing multiple things is different than doing multiple things well. And I feel like well is the key word. I could try to tackle these two things, which I feel like tackle is a very aggressive word. So I feel like that kind of says a little bit. You could try to tackle these two things that will require equal amounts of time, but is that the best way to do this? And how is the best way to decide which ones you do one day versus another, or maybe one gets a little bit more energy or how are you, how are you balancing that? And like I said, before I come from like a marketing background and before I quit to do music, music full time, and I know what theoretically this involves in terms of marketing to do it well. And I know I don't have the time and energy to do both of them. Well, it was overwhelming me mentally. So as I mentioned in the previous episode, why I'm going to give the episode name. So it's episode one, why and how I decided to follow my energy. Um, my obsession with that book, essentialism and my plan to reread it at least every year for a refresher. But he talked about if you're making a decision 
on something and it's not a hell yes and it's a hell no kind of by default and of course not everything can be a hell yes you can pick up your dog's poop on a walk you have to go to the grocery store to get the milk you forgot for your cereal you have to do some boring everyday things like you know wash and fold your clothes to enable you to be a healthy person and kind of not be a jerk of society like put your cart back people at the grocery store I feel like nothing pisses me off more than that because I'm just like oh my god dude literally five steps so unless you're crippled there's no reason why you can't just walk the five steps but that is I'll get off my pedestal but for the things that you have like creative control is not a exact word but you know the house you buy the music you listen to which color shirt you wear that day and some of this is based on your circumstances you can't get in the neighborhood you want to all the time right like I'm not living in my quote-unquote dream home right but I have control of what I'm wearing today you know you have control over like I have control over what I'm eating for lunch all those things you can apply the hell yes or hell no option and again I don't I hell yes for me would be french fries every day but like that's also a hell no on if I want to stay in shape and not like have a heart attack so it's a hell yes and a hell no and so I have to balance that and be like all right we'll do that on weekends but if you're saying so for example in this particular thing, if you're see, if you're at a, let's say you're at a store, you're at a clothing store, you see a top and you love it for X, Y, Z reason, but you can't seem to get over this weird, maybe button thing it has on the sleeves and you hate it. You hate that thing. And you're like, well, I could go home and I could like, um, take a seam ripper to it. I used to sew for like, I had like, I don't know if you met, I mentioned, I mentioned before last episode, I have bipolar. And so that kind of manifests in like lots of anxiety stuff where I get super into stuff. So I got really into sewing for a minute. So I have a whole thing, but anyways, in my mind, this is what I think. Well, I could take a seam ripper to it. I could take it off. And then if there's any leftover and like, I go through this whole thing in my head, but I'm like, there's always going to be a mark. And it's also kind of expensive. Like, is that worth it? I feel like if I'm paying that much for it, whatever, go through this whole mental thing. And so if I just did a quick gut chest, like check, like, do I love this? Yes or no. I put you like, I, you got to put it down. And this is me talking to me because I'm having this realization now. And I haven't gone shopping like with using this, but I've made a lot of clothing decisions that I was just kind of like, yeah, this is kind of cute. Yeah. I could see myself wearing it but I haven't worn any of this stuff. Like I wear like the same, like six shirts again and again. And I wash them usually. Um, I'm joking. I wash them, but, um, it, none of them were have yes, except for the other ones. And I just literally, it's like the same. I think I have like three shirts in different colors, the same exact cut because I love the way it looks on me. And so I really wear the same things. And so the point is, it's just, living like that. It's like, there's too much holding that thing from back from being a hell. Yes. Like, just wait until something better comes along like that shirt. Like, just put it down, dude. Like, you don't need this shirt. Like, you have other shirts, right? Like, why do you need that shirt if you don't absolutely love it? That was a very basic example. But I'm also going to say also from essentialism, essentialism that the book is and just the idea, I guess, on how to live essentialist is the idea that you can really only have one priority at a time. You can't do multiple things and have all equal importance. It's like, Ranking your health, your children, your pets, your car, your favorite book, your favorite, I don't know, Starbucks drink as having equal importance. They don't, obviously. But if you rank them all that way and to like have that urgency to take care of all these things, that doesn't make any sense. One is clearly more important. And then, of course, you have secondary and, you know, tertiary, whatever. Um, like, for example, let's say like um, your kids are always most important, right? But then you have a health scare and you need to take care of that to be able to take care of them. Although I don't know if that's the best example because in my mind, in my mindset, I feel like health is really important. I'm realizing, um, 
just because then your children, my daughter, for example, seeing me take care of myself, going to the gym five times a week, um, talking with my husband to like create these, you know, workout plans. And like, we go to the gym together, blah, blah, blah. We're thoughtful about what we eat. We try to eat healthy. We kind of talk about that. Not in like a body shaming, like I don't want to go fat. We're just like, yeah, well, this has a lot of protein. We want to make sure we get our protein and blah, blah, blah. We're being conscious of that. We're also being conscious of like mentally with things like TV shows, books, like kind of what we just digest period. And doing that in front of her will show her how to take care of herself well. So in a way, I might, I feel like they're highly connected just in general, but that was a side beside the point tangent. But like, say for example, I made this example from like the average person because I'm, I don't know what the average person does because I'm like, I, when I used to do marketing, this was kind of like an average thing, right? So I did it from that perspective. But say for example, you have multiple things you need to get done for work in a day, which is like literally every day. It's literally every day, right? You don't just usually have like one day to just do one thing. So one is clear your inbox because it's just like crazy and it's making you stressed out Two, finish a big project that's due on Friday and it's already Wednesday. So you're stressed about that and you've done zero on it. Nothing. Uh, next thing is you need to learn slash want to learn a new skill for an upcoming credentialing thing that you're working on because, um, you're going to school to kind of transition out of the current career you're in and you'd like to take time to do that, to, to get that credentialing. Next thing is maybe you have to reach out to those 10 people, you know, would be great to connect to. And then the last thing is you have to schedule a dentist appointment because you're now three months late on scheduling that six month checkup, which means you're now nine months late to actually having a checkup. So you need to do that. So taking step back, I guess would be like, you'd have to look at, well, what is long-term my goal? So say your goal is to finish your school to change careers because you really kind of hate your job and you just want to go to the next thing and you're really excited about that. Okay. And you need that credential to get to the next stage of that transition. Well, then I would argue that that's the most important thing at this point in time. And again, I didn't, I forgot to mention in the previous example, like the health and the, you know, the pet and the children, like those things will rotate, you know, like there's kind of seasons to things. So like, how I was giving the kind of like the health example, like things will rotate. Like, you know, your children will have an issue. And like, if I couldn't go to the gym for five, like, you know, weeks on end to take care of my child, she has some illness, God forbid, like, yes, I would do that. You know? So this things rotate too. It's not just like, these are always my priorities all the time. Like the things rotate, of course, like seasons in my, in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking of like their seasons, you know, each place has, each thing has a time and place, all those good things. So anyways, back to my other example, but say the credentialing thing is that you need to do that to the next stage in your, in your career. And you're like stressing out because you're like, when am I going to do that? I need to get out. This is pressing. And, but you also need your current job to pay bills and pay for those courses to get that credentialing. So I would argue that that's the most important thing, but since it's not dated, if it's dated, then it depends. But like, if it's not dated and it's just kind of like a thing you have to credential towards or like stuff you have to work towards what I would do and what I currently do. And I got to give my example later, but what I do, but break that down in the sense of like, okay, you're not a student, theoretically, you can't spend like three whole days in a library just reading books, you know, preparing. So what you can do, like, for example, the credentialing or whatever has um, like a test date, you know, that test date is three months from now. So the thing to do is just kind of break that down. And you don't have to make it that I'm not even like saying it complicated. It's literally just like, okay, I have three months, let's just take 30 minutes a day. And it doesn't need to be every day. If you want to take weekends off, which is what I do for like practicing guitar and stuff, because I have like gigs and stuff on Saturday. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm kind of practicing, but like literally just Monday through Friday for a half hour or whatever amount of time is reasonable 
at whatever time of the day makes sense to you in your schedule that is repeatable and easy to do, do that then. Like that is number one priority in my mind in this situation would be to do that because that is a long-term goal. Everything else is related to your job in some capacity except for the dentist. Seemingly, right? And since you're trying to get out, that credentialing scale building is the thing that you should be focusing on the most because it's the thing long-term that you'd most want to do. So you should just sit down, spend the half hour or whatever doing that. So what I would then do is do that. And then from there, once you've completed that most important thing of your day, you're free to do other, the other priorities. I'm saying priorities because at that point you already did the other thing. So at that point you just kind of triage from there in the sense of like, okay, forget the matrix of what it is, but it's like the matrix of like important, pressing, like important and pressing, pressing, but unimportant, not important, not pressing like that matrix thing, kind of like, you don't have to make the actual matrix, but in your mind kind of categorize it. Like is responding to this actually important? Not really. I'm not answering it. Wait for someone else to hop on that, you know, that CC train. Like that's what I do for most of my emails, quite honestly. Like at a certain point when I was doing marketing stuff, if it didn't like directly ask me to do something or like talk to me, uh, if there's like five other people CC that can equally answer it, why am I jumping on this train? Like, why am I volunteering as conductor if this isn't exactly what I want to do? No, thank you. Someone else can jump in. And if no one jumps in like two, three days later, then I'll be like, hey, and then give like a bare minimum response. But otherwise, like, don't jump on things that you don't need to be doing. Um, that's what she said. And so from there, you can, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to do that. And every time I come up with something, it's gonna be, it makes me laugh. So I have to say it. I'm sorry. So anyways, from there, you can create kind of like a, the triage system, right? And so maybe you could, for that, that project, that seems important, right? Because it's due Friday, it's Wednesday, you haven't done anything. I don't know how important the project is. Let's just say it's a, you know, average importance project. Maybe you can ask for an extension on that project. I know when I, you know, we're a marketing agency, a lot of times you could just ask for like a three day extension and be like, all right, instead of Friday, can we just, can we do this? Maybe I have it up to you on Tuesday like Tuesday morning, that way you have all went all Friday and all Monday. I'm not doing stuff on weekends, all Friday and all Monday it gives you two days. And most of the time they'll say yes. Okay, cool. But if they, cause they should theoretically built in buffer time too, there should always be built in buffer time. But anyways, if you can't get that time, like, okay, no big deal. Ask maybe for clarification. What is a better way? And you don't have to maybe ask them, ask or who's asking for it, but ask yourself even, what is a better way to do this project? Like in the most efficient way, or depending on if it's even real relevant to your new tr career transition, or, you know, like I said, you might be doing a whole new career. Like maybe you're going for, I'm just using marketing example, marketing to teaching. Is this even relevant? Like, what would this look like if I just did the bare minimum and didn't put my whole heart into this? And I saved that mental energy in decision-making capabilities to learn the skill and like to work on stuff later at the night when I actually, like, you know, with my child or whatever, you know, what is the completely adequate amount to show to somebody as a presentation and still be good and do that, you know? And I'm not saying like half-ass things. It's just kind of like, you don't need to put your heart into soul into everything. Like what, you know what I mean? Like what can you do to make it easier? And then from there, from the project, maybe okay, got that handled. What about those 10 people you need to reach out to? Well, why are you reaching out to them? Is it for sales, networking? Is it for your new career in your mind or the, you know, the current one you have? Is it job, like whatever? Is there a timeline for like a quota? Those almost seem like, a, like an in-passing thing. So what can you do, in my mind, what can you do to create a kind of copy and 
paste template for reaching out to people with space to fill in the details and personalize that for them. So that once you do that the first, let's say three times and you kind of hone the little template, it's easy to then rinse and repeat to the, like the next 10 people. And so that initial, oh my God, I I don't know what to say. I feel stupid trying to call an email and talk to somebody when there isn't as much, like you don't know what to say, but now you do because you created the template. You put that initial time in to create that template. And so that in my mind would be then third is to just kind of make that template. And then from there, you can have it for the next people because theoretically you're always going to need to reach out to other people and you can kind of add and subtract as you go. So this would be important, but not as important. And then clearing your inbox is never that important, honestly. I've realized unless you have like low-key OCD like tendencies like I do, my therapist said, which I do, it's a control thing. So I used to always need to have it at zero or else I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God. And my husband stressed me out so much because he has like literally like 3,000 emails and like, let's say 80% of them are like just marketing things that he just never opts out of. So he gets like the same emails every day with like new sales. And I'm like, oh my God, if you just took like an hour on Sunday and opted out, but it doesn't bother him. And so anyways, I realized like it only stresses you out, but it's not actually important. It's a complete waste of time most of the time. So honestly, like how I said it, like I, again, I know marketing. I never really opt into things. And if I do just to get like a free download, I pretty much immediately opt out the next time they send an email, unless I find actual value and would like to prioritize my time when I check my emails to read whatever thing that they're sending daily or weekly, whatever it is. Well, so what I do to the emails that are, you know, important is I snooze them. And so I snooze them to whenever it's actually relevant to respond. So I'll do things like, I'll get like a information thing like, hey, um, I can't think of an example right away, but I'll snooze them. Like, so I get something from my daughter's like, I don't know, gymnastics thing. And it's got like dates involved. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a whole novel. I don't have the mental capacity to read through this. Number one, reading it is mental energy and deciphering what's important. Number two, deciding on what I'm going to do with this information and how I'm going to act and respond, whatever. It's a separate thing. I don't have the mental capacity for that. Quick skim through. When is this actually thing like information? Any of this do? None of this is relevant right now. Cool. I'll snooze it to next week. And then I'll come back to it. But like, if it's, if it's something that requires like a, a quick answer, like someone reaches out to me to play a show or something like that. That's usually time sensitive because they're reaching out to other people too and seeing kind of who responds, you know, I'll respond to that quickly when I get it. If it, you know, if it's like requires like a five second response, but honestly, like most emails can wait at least 24 hours and usually like more like 48, 72 hours. So you can kind of calmly work through it bit by bit. And so, and I'm not the best at this, honestly. Um, but what I try to do what I would recommend in that situation is just set small amounts of time. Same thing like what I said with the credentialing thing is just like set small. I love routine, quite honestly. So literally like I, you can kind of find me doing the same things every time, like at certain times of the day for the most part, like, you know, a little rotation here and there. But like I have a morning routine and then after that morning routine, I answer my emails for like 10 minutes and then I start doing this thing. And then from this time to this time, I set timers on my phone. Hey, Siri, um, and set timers. And obviously sometimes I get it like a little late or I get like a little carried away or whatever, but by the most part, they're good guides. And so at the end of the day, I still feel pretty decent about the amount of stuff I got done because I still followed for the most part, what I said I was going to, what I told myself I was going to do and what I wanted to do based on my priority for that day. So I would recommend at that point to just schedule it. So this is kind of triaging for that day and the future. It's basically just setting up systems that you can do. So you're not overwhelmed day to day. You create a system. 
And so circling back that dentist appointment, is just kind of a quick little thing that you can add to your to do. Like it's important, but it's not pressing like a date. You, you have a date because you're trying to make a date. But I would literally just schedule the scheduling that appointment into your calendar. Very meta, I know. Schedule-ception. But literally make an appointment in your calendar that says make a dentist appointment. Call dentist and put the information for your dentist there. Like just, I do this all the time. Like I literally say, email so-and-so about this. And if I have actual information I need to put, I'll put like the website link to whatever, like get tickets for this thing and I'll copy and paste the ticket link into that. So literally at that time, all I have to do is click into that, um, my Google calendar, um, event and click on what I need to click on to do that thing right then there. I don't have to spend time looking for anything. So literally just schedule it, you know? So let's say like make dentist appointment from like 11 to 1115, whenever you have like maybe a quick break in your calendar, you know, depending on if you call or versus like you just go to the website and check out your calendar and like do it online. Some places like weirdly don't let you do it online, which I'm always like, are you serious? It's like 2022, but, um, which is annoying. That's a small little, like, are you serious right now for me? Um, so anyways, so a list of things that aren't competing and aren't as competing and overwhelming, just create that system. So you don't need to feel pressured that day, for example, to overload on that new skill for your credentialing because you know that each day for, let's say, 30 minutes, you're setting a time aside from 9 to 9.30 in the morning to work on only that. Like you literally set a timer for that half hour. And you know, so like Monday through Friday or whatever time works for you, like I don't want you to get yelled at during your job, but like whatever works for you that you can consistently do. And I think in Atomic Habits, they call this like habit stacking or something. But like... Uh, let's say you brush your teeth every day in the morning, right? I don't know. Whatever you do consistently, like make your cup of coffee. Maybe while you're drinking that cup of coffee, you read or you do something for that or whatever else you do, just kind of couple it with something else. Or like from this time to this time, you focus literally only on that. It's just like a slow chipping away. So you never feel overwhelmed because you know you're slowly chipping away at it and you can feel good about it because you can kind of see the slow progress instead of trying to shove as much progress as you can within like two, three days. So like the project that's due on Friday that you've done nothing on and it's Wednesday, you ask for more time to evaluate what's actually important in that presentation. You hit on and ask for more clarification maybe on what they want to ensure to make sure you're not doing more than necessary. Cause I've done that many times where I'm just like, Oh, this is going to be great. And like, I get in there and they really only wanted like a handful of things. And like you went balls to the walls with like all this other random stuff that wasn't actually relevant. That was cool. And they showed that you like tried, but like to what purpose, you know, especially if you're not trying to like get, you know, top of the ladder here, or maybe you were right. But like, and that now would be your priority. So yeah, you would go balls to walls to that presentation, but it's not here in this situation. And so, like I said, in all else fails, literally do the bare minimum that you can get done with what you have blocked off that day. Like block off your calendar to do it, doing bare minimum. Like don't mess around with fonts, images, what to like, what to do as a header one versus two, like which transitions to make in the PowerPoint. Just like do load up the content, the bare minimum need to move to like to do and move on. And then like clearing your inbox isn't all at once. It's like a 10 minute thing. Maybe you just, you know, you just do like, maybe you just worked on credentialing 930 to 940. Like you do that from, or excuse me, nine to 930 and then like 930 to 940 you check your emails. And then once again, maybe like I'm doing this, I typically check my own emails, honestly, during my, like my, like in between break, in between, I don't know, activity break time. So and then, you know, like maybe you do another 10, 15, how many emails you have, um, when you're ready to go, because it, a lot of times emails are just kind of thoughtless and you just kind of respond back to like, yeah, I'll have this at this date or like, yeah, I can do this. No, I can't do that. Or like whatever. Right. So you could do that towards the end of the day when you're kind of mentally checked out anyways, and so instead of just kind of mindlessly clicking through things like tabs, just look messing around kind of half ass, just do it right before you leave. And then 
just do it that way. So you're just kind of taking the time again, kind of like the skill thing is just like you're taking 20, 25 minutes every day or even less than that. Honestly, you probably can take a lot less than that, especially if you're doing the snoozing thing and kind of like triage and like, dude, is this necessary? Is this even require a response? And like, if it doesn't like, if it's not directly asking like you, like, and there's like five other people CC'd and you're not like quote, like team lead or whatever, like you don't have to answer it. Probably you can just wait for someone else to volunteer. Cause someone else will always volunteer. Like you don't have to be the go-to person if you don't want to be. You can decide that. You're deciding that. And then again, the dentist is just a quick schedule thing. You just schedule it maybe before you eat lunch. Like before I eat lunch, I have to schedule this thing or I'm not going to eat or I won't have enough time. Um, but like none of this gets done without that 30 minutes or whatever time of the skill bidding for credentialing because that is the most important thing and that needs to get done. Top priority, only priority. Like once that's done for the day though, you can you know triage from there, which is what I did in this example. And that's how I typically handle stuff. Um, like I said, like in this example, you're not in school. So you probably, you know, it's, you can't just sit in the library. So this was how you would break it down and kind of keep working towards it as showing that it's your top priority. So like my example for me um, is I'm learning production, uh, um, music production and trying to up my skills to make my own demos and eventually release my own music. So that's like my it's not like big life dream goal, but that's my like goal for this year to focus on is to be able to make my own song demos and eventually release my own music, like me producing it. And so that means my top priority is to practice guitar and piano every day, Monday through Friday for at least 30 minutes each. Like I often get carried away with one or both of them. Like I said, I, I typically set like a timer for like a half hour and I kind of ignore that. Like I, I typically do it for like 30 minutes, but then I know like, I'm probably going to go over because once you start something, typically it's like, you're already there doing it and you're kind of getting in the zone and like, you just keep going. So honestly it, it close and ends up closer to be like one and a half hours each day. But since that's my top priorities this year and I don't get upset with myself because it's kind of good that I got excited and carried away. Right. Like, because that's kind of the goal. Like I budget that time into my schedule. So I actually block off from like 10 to 1130 to do that thing. And so I budget that in my schedule. So I never actually am off task per se. And then like any other, if I don't get like, say if I'm just literally just not in the mood, I'm just like doing it, which is honestly sometimes, which was a lot of last week, I was struggling hardcore last week. And so it was a struggle. I was hardcore half-assing the, my, my practice, but like, say I have time back, like that quote unquote bonus time, it, you know, like I can reallocate that to maybe eating my snack longer instead of like eating my snack while I'm doing something else. I can just literally eat my snack and sit on the couch with my cat because he's cute and he wants attention. Or maybe I have answer. I can answer emails because like, sure, I'll answer the emails instead of like taking the time later in the day. I can take more time with something else. Do it now. Or maybe I can call my husband to say hi at work and like, you know, like get a little couple of relationship points or whatever you want to call it. Right. But, um, I feel like the toughness of like making decision, at least for me with choosing between the podcast was it comes in with like how to be honest with yourself and, and, how important something is to you versus like something you feel you should do or how you feel something should be important to you. Like for me, that podcast idea I talked about in episode one was something I felt I should do and could point to all the big pros and reasons why I should be doing it and how it could help my music career. But this podcast, Bare Minimum Bays, was just a stronger pool for me that I like I just couldn't deny. I woke up like really excited for like multiple days and was acting on stuff in the way that I hadn't previously. Like I was buying domains without actually thinking of it. Like it was a whole thing. And I was like, okay, this is a thing I want to do. Okay. And then I was trying to combine the two, uh, the two ideas 
And that crossed my mind for a few days. And I tried to kind of mentally piece together how that could work. But like, I just didn't see a way. And maybe there is, and I just don't see it yet. But I had to make the decision to scrap it. Or, you know, in the digital sense, I just kind of compressed the files that were on my computer. Um, of the five episodes I already took time to record, make notes for, create show notes, templates for, a logo, and say, like, I, I talk to myself and like legit say this, not now, Amanda, like, not now, you just don't have the woman power to do this. And based on when you're, where your energy clearly is, it's not here. It's not here at this thing that you spent hours on, and that's okay. It's okay to decide to change your mind. It's over here at the Bare Minimum Bay pod, uh, podcast, and that's okay. Why are why are you constantly fighting this? It was, I also read this book that I also really love. It's by um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, it's called, uh, what is it? Big Magic. Uh, it's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She was also the author of Eat, Pray, Love, totally different books, but it's just for context. In case you haven't heard of Big Magic, it's really good. I recommend you read, especially if you're um, creative in the sense of like writer, I don't know, photographer, videographer, like musician, whatever. It's, I think it's really helpful for that. But Anyways, one of the things that she talks about is like the muse and how the muse comes to you. And back in the day, like in Greece or whatever, like they never said like that person created this thing. They said the muse came to this person and through this person, it, it birthed this thing. Like that person was just, I don't know, the conduit. And so it could come to multiple people. And if that, if like, if one person didn't do it, it would go to somebody else because that idea wants to be born. And I don't know if I fully buy into that because it's very like mystical, whatever. And it, but it doesn't matter if I buy into it because in my mind, it stuck with me in the sense of like, okay, well, the idea was put there for a reason. I feel like, you know, I have lots of passing thoughts, but I tried to squash the negative ones because in my mind, I could make them reality, right? Sometimes. But like, it was put there for a reason. And so if I don't do it, I think it's a great idea. And if someone else might do it, if I don't, and I'll regret not doing it just because I couldn't see an immediate path for it for success, but I was super excited about it and was really wanting to do it. I just couldn't see like a bigger plan for it. And sometimes you don't have to see the bigger plan for it. And so even if there's not a bigger plan, you can also just change your mind, like how I did with the other one. And I can always come back to it because I have the five episodes I have, like I, I got like an Instagram handle. I have like a whole thing. So it's not like I can't come back to that thing, but in that scenario that I have, and I feel like a lot of people have, and I've had this multiple times, I think it like happens to everybody all the time, literally for every decision. But I had to fight something called sunk costs, which my husband talked about because he talked about with me initially like years ago. I had to have him explain what it meant because he was like a political science uh, major or whatever. So he talked about this all the time. But it's where your sunk cost is where you're more dedicated or committed to something because you've already invested sunk X amount of time, money, energy, whatever into something. Like, ugh, I can't break up with him. We've been together for five years. Like, you've been together five years, right? That's time. Or I can't wrap out of this program. I already spent 10000 in student loans. True story about me going after a master's degree in marketing at Georgetown. And I, within a semester, was like, all right, I'm over it. But I already spent $10,000 because it wasn't cheap. And that was the initial conversation about sunk costs of me, hus my husband telling me, my then boyfriend, now husband's being like, you're literally just sunk costing. Or I forget how he phrased it, but like, and then he had explained, I was like, yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. I could spend 10,000 and get out, or I could dig myself further into 30,000 and still be unhappy, but have a degree I'm not actually going to utilize. I dropped out because I realized that was stupid, but this is all the time. Like I literally had the podcast thing and that was me too. I, well, I already did this and it was like minor. It wasn't $10,000. Right. But it was still enough to be like, Oh geez, I don't know. I spent a lot of time. Is this just, should I just throw it away? Well, I don't need to throw it away. Just compress it, save it for later. 
So uh, I feel like that's a lot of stuff for me and other people. So that's where I feel like it makes it so hard to is the competing priorities, quote unquote, and then like the sunk cost of maybe what you're already at. So you just kind of cut ties sometime and like this is, that's the hard part. So in that, again, to this scenario, I had to say to myself, Amanda, it's okay that you spent, let's, I don't know, guesstimate 30 plus hours on this one idea. Without it though, you wouldn't have learned, um, different podcast streaming services to post on, or you wouldn't have created a template to already have many ready made in your, on your computer. Um, you wouldn't have done blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't have figured out how to do blah, blah, blah. And this wouldn't have let, you wouldn't have been talking about it with your friend, which wouldn't have led you to this idea. And again, this is hindsight, right? You have to kind of like, a lot of people do this. Well, if I hadn't done this, it wouldn't have led me to this. Like, I feel like a lot of hindsight, cool. But if you go down the path of original original idea, just because you already invested into it, like in my example, but you don't love it, like, what are you doing? Like, I, like I, my husband said, you know, you're going to be pissy every time you go to record, every time you make a social post, like for what? Like, just don't do it. Like to throw more money and time into something you don't actually really want. Like that's stupid. Like if you take an honest look, you know, so take the time you learned about doing the first thing, even if they're not related, you, you, a lot of stuff can, you know, you don't know what real life, uh, translates like, um, Steve Jobs, he took like a calligraphy class or something like that before he started Apple. And then like it led to kind of had the design approach to Apple. Like who would have thought calligraphy or whatever would have come like transferred, but it did. Right. So you don't know what could transfer. Like, I don't know, you not deciding that you don't like watercolor painting could completely transfer over to you wanting to be like, I don't know, a top accountant in your firm because it makes you think X, Y, and Z about this. You have no idea, you know? So it's just kind of like, just take what you're learning to do and then transfer it over to the thing you're really excited about. And for me, it took a lot of honest looking at what brought me energy and what took energy away and what my honest reasons for doing either of those things would have been. And those honest reasons were not a win for me for that first podcast idea. It just was not there. The second one is even if I don't have like a place to apply it in the sense of where it goes overall into my, I don't know, life goals. You know, I know that I want to do this right now and why shouldn't I? So hopefully this episode of Bare Minimum Beige was helpful to you in some way. And I struggle with this, just making decisions and priority one thing all the time too. Like I don't have this master just because I've recorded this podcast doesn't mean I know everything or I'm some kind of master. I'm just kind of regurgitating stuff that I'm doing, stuff that's working, stuff that's not, whatever from like books, podcasts, people I've learned from just kind of like figuring it out. You know, it just means that I'm sharing and you know, what's helpful for me. Like, I don't know, for example, last week was really crazy with unplanned things and my mood was really low. Like I said, I have bipolar too. And I'm just going to talk that up to everything. I honestly have no idea what causes it. That's what I think does it. I just like have an explicable, like just downswings in my mood and motivation. And like, I'm like healthier in the way I'm coping in the sense that it, like, it's not like crushing depression now where I don't do anything and I just want to nap, but it's just a feeling of feeling off and not wanting to engage whatever, but I can still do stuff. I can still force myself to do stuff. Cause like I said, you can't just nap all day, every day, even though, you know, you want to. So like how I said, like piano and guitar are like priority one for me and they're two different things, but learning those and learning the instruments are priority one. And I break it down with, you know, half hour each and then a little bit more, but I only practice piano for three out of the five days that I wanted, that I had planned to. 
And I had to feel okay with that because the fact that I scheduled it in to do it every Monday through Friday, I do that every single day and I have for like the last, like, I don't know, five, six months meant that I knew over time, I know that I'm building skills and that it was still better than the one or zero times out of five or seven when the mood struck me and practicing never strikes you. Like you don't ever want to be like, I want to learn this, the key of F, like you never want to do that. That's, that's, that's terrible. Like you don't want like your brain doesn't want to learn new things. It's terrible for the brain to do most of the time. And that kind of like, Oh my God, I don't want to learn this. And so if I had to choose between having that, like if I only had X amount of time because my motivation, other things just took longer, like I had lower motivation and energy. So things just took longer for me to like push myself to do, like I had to take the energy to push myself to do this. I chose guitar those two days to have the extra time with. And I did guitar five out of the five days because I decided I'm further along in my guitar playing skills. And I actually play my guitar at acoustic gigs. So I make money with that instrument. So it's a higher priority to me than learning and improving on a secondary slash new skill that kind of is related to like, I can learn theory and stuff to help me with guitar, but it's not actually making me money or like, it's not, you get what I'm saying? Like guitar is further along on the important scale right now. So last week I practiced five out of five days because of that prioritization versus the three out of five with piano. So anyways, I hope that this was helpful for you and helpful for you in some way um, on this episode of Bare Minimum Babe and that you'll share it with a friend or somebody that you think could use information out of this. Um, please like and subscribe because podcasts, blogs and other podcasts always tell me that this will help boost the algorithm. So Spotify, Apple, whoever, wherever you're listening, know that I'm not just wasting your time um, for whatever I talk about and you get value out of the episodes. Hopefully you got value at it. And as always, like I said, my name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the host of Bare Minimum Babe and feedback, questions, thoughts on future episodes, etc., are welcome at bareminimumbabe at gmail.com. You can email me. Please be nice. Don't be a, don't be a jerk. Um, and you can follow us on Bare Minimum Babe on Instagram. That's the handle. I grabbed it. Like I told you, I was excited about that one morning and I just instantly grabbed it. It wasn't taken. Sign from the gods. Um, so you can show, you can follow us on Instagram. And show notes with uh, a bunch of the stuff I mentioned this episode, like the books and other podcasts and stuff. You could check it out for yourself uh, in the description below. And yeah, I think that's it. Um, I talked a little bit longer than I'd planned on. And I think that's because I made notes. Um, And so I literally just kind of like my notes were not actually organized. I literally just kind of word vomited all my stuff out to notes like I was talking. And then I just kind of read the notes and riffed on them. So it was a little longer than I had planned, but hopefully this was informational in some way to you and you got some little nuggets out of it. And, um, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Um, and I always love this one, like random meditation and video or whatever that I come in passing, say this to me. So I'll say it to you is remember to take a breath and to drop your shoulders And just for a little added bonus, pet your dog or your cat or your pet or whatever, just because you're their whole little world. And I have to remind myself of that sometimes when my cat comes in screaming and I'm like, oh my God, dude, what do you want? He never leaves the house. I'm his whole world. So, and then secondly, because it's my podcast, I'm a little, add a little extra. I feel like the main mantra for me lately is how can you make this easier? What would this look like if it was easy? So I'm going to end it there. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for letting me uh, talk in your ear for a little while. Bye.